Welcome back to Survivor Analytics, especially the 83% of you who are ladies. What's good? Uh, my name is Jack. I'm the voice of the people. With me, as always, is the real expert. Say hi, Clyde. What's up, party people? Another week, another flawless intro from Jack. Uh, With a little bit of audience statistics. Yeah, some audience statistics I texted him today. Uh, we are going through Survivor Samoa, so each week we recap another episode, and today we are on to episode number nine, the second episode in the merge of the season. Jack, are you going to make me wait to talk about the idol, or can I just talk about it a little bit? Because there's so much like significance surrounding this episode. Uh, you jump right in. Go for it. Okay. This whole episode is all about Russell Hance and the immunity idol. And I think I said My in a previous boy. episode that your reputation as a survivor player is made in the merge and Russell cements himself as a great player in this episode. This yeah. is, in my opinion, at least the best episode of the entire season. Up until this point in Survivor history, this is season 19, there had only been two other successful idol plays and Russell is the third one to ever do it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that in 19 seasons, there had only been two successful idols? So the immunity idol was introduced in season 11. And in season 11, the way it worked oh. is you could present it before the votes were even cast. So it essentially worked like an immunity necklace. Mm. Um, it it went under a couple like reiterations. And then in season 14, we got the modern version of the idol where it's played after the votes are cast and before the votes are read aloud. So okay, been, so 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 there's really been five seasons. Yeah, and this is the third successful idol play. Uh, with this play, Russell negates what is it? Seven votes in this episode. And seven that, votes, and that held the record for most votes negated by an idol for the next thirteen seasons. It wow. stayed for about six years. Um, what what's the record now? Just the record the now, you know? I think, is eleven. Oh, with, with wow! The, with a single idol, which is a, another crazy episode. Uh, to this uh, day, Russell's idol is is still tied for the second most votes negated in a tribal council. And it's really the first time in Survivor history where we see a minority alliance defeat a majority in some way. Because when we look at immunity idols in general, we got to think of why did producers put this in the game? And the reason yeah. for that is they want to avoid predictable vote-offs where you have a majority alliance that's just picking off the minority one by one. Like this right. episode is not only a great episode in itself, but it's proof as to why immunity idols are so great for the game of Survivor as a whole. And even outside of that, I think it's just a great play uh, with an idol. I actually went back and looked at some of the different idol plays in Survivor history, and I made my top 10 of best oh, wow. idol, play, idol plays in history. This okay. one I have ranked, I put it more into tiers, so I'm not sure exactly where, but I have it somewhere in the four to seven range. So wow, that's a pretty high marks for what goes on everything in this episode. So I just wanted to open up with that. Uh, I have so much respect for what happened in this episode. I think this is the best episode of the season. Jack, do you have any kind of overall thoughts or things you wanted to touch on right at the beginning? So, I mean, the the we'll get to the nuances of the idol play and how it was so brilliant. But I think the things that if you didn't come directly from the previous episode, and first off, let me be clear. If you're listening to this episode and you've never listened to anything else from Survivor Analytics, you're a fake fan. <laughs> what are you doing? First off, because you're jumping in in the middle of a season. Go back, 
go listen to the last eight episodes and then come back to this one. Okay. If, if you're starting here, you're in the wrong spot. Let's just be clear. But if you didn't immediately listen to the previous episode, Russell played the idol he found ages and ages ago without a clue, by the way, um, in the previous episode and negated no votes. Nobody was voting for him. Uh, two idols were involved in that episode. Eric left with one in his pocket. Russell played his for no votes. Um, so I think we jump in and get into, first off, I mean, the rest of the episode, but how Russell got another idol and made this big play in the same episode. Yes, yeah, sounds um, good. One thing I want so to mention, too, oh, before yeah, we hop in is you asked me a statistical question last episode on the importance of the merge vote. And how often does someone fall on the wrong side of the numbers at the merge vote? And how does that contribute to their success down the line? So we're in season 19. There's been 18 winners up until this point. Of those 18 winners, only four of them were not in on the vote at the merge. So it's not a great okay. look for Shambo, who is the only remaining player that was not included in the in the vote the previous episode. So Shambo, my sweet, sweet summer toddler. Yeah, we'll talk more about her. So we can hop <laughs> oh, right yeah. in. So after so, the so air- first off, first off, I, I want to be very clear. When we talked in the previous episode, I labeled the remaining FOA FOA members the FOA FOA four. Jeff opens up referring to them as the FOA FOA four in the previously on. Oh, so really? I just want to Yeah, I noted that that's my first note. Uh is so that are you taking I credit to that? Are you taking credit for this despite this coming out fourteen years ago? I just want to make it clear that I came up with it an episode earlier than Jeff did. Oh, um, okay. But, uh, so heading back to camp, uh, now that Eric is gone, uh, the first thing that I have written down is Laura wants Russell, and we get one of my favorite lines from Natalie this whole show, which I don't know if you remember this. Uh, she says to Laura, uh, I'll pray for you. Which is, because Natalie's from Texas, that is one of the harshest burns you can get from a nice Texas lady. Oh, really? Uh, I'll pray for you. Oh, Clyde. Listen. Wait, why did she say that to Laura, though, out of all people? Be- because they were, Laura's, it- Laura's going hard at Russell immediately on oh, her way back to so camp. She, so she's talking to Natalie about eliminating Russell, and that was Natalie's yeah. response. Okay, okay. Yeah. I want to ask I mean, you about this, actually. So... It, it makes it very clear at the beginning of this episode that Russell is the target by multiple people of Galoo kind of agree on this. Yeah. And one thing that doesn't make sense to me is Russell made a bad play last episode. Yeah, he found the idol, but he played it incorrectly. So why do you think this target is so big on Russell when he kind of made a bad move at Tribal Council? Uh, I, th- I think it's his charisma. Yeah, he made he made a bad move there, but... He is still a threat in terms of conversation. And if if I'm any member of Galoo hoping to stick to a Galoo-based alliance, um, I want to get rid of the people who could pull members of that alliance. And Russell, I think, has a better shot and is a more vocal member than a Mick or a Jason. And let's be honest, Natalie's not going to win very many immunity challenges compared to a Mick or a Jason or a Russell. So I think that's what it comes down to is Natalie and Russell are the sweet talkers and Russell is the more um, charismatic one. 
So you think even if Russell hadn't played the idol in the previous tribal council, he still would have entered this episode with that target on his back? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that blindside, uh, that blindside aside, the down the line foa foa move will start with Russell. And I think it makes the most sense to start with Russell because he's largely the glue holding them together. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't say glue because if I say it wrong, it sounds like galu. Um, but he's largely yeah, he's the, the seed uh, the, planter the, of the group. Yeah, he, he's he's the paste that holds them together. Uh, and, then, and I like the analysis that you gave of how we've talked so much about this foa foa four, but I think mm-hmm. that take that you gave is a good insight into them and where half of them are more their physical players and the other half are the social. So it seems like that group of four balances each other out pretty well. I think if you had yeah. four super strategic players in that group, then they would all be turning on each other probably earlier than they need to. So just the composition of that group, I think, is solid. Yeah. I, I think it, it's comprised of you've got a couple really um, conniving has a negative connotation, but cannot, but but cunning, I guess, members in Russell and Natalie. I mean, they are sharp when it comes to the conversational part of the game. And then you've got Mick and Jason who are great competitors, but are really, really loyal. And that's all we've seen of them for a long time is their loyalty. And and it, it sets them up well for success compared to Galoo, where the communication is bad, everybody's kind of giving each other a side eye. I think there's less longevity and less coherence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But so then, uh, first thing after the opening credits, we get uh, a little little flavor scene, is what I would call it. Um, Yeah, some camp life. Yeah, some camp life. That's probably the better term. Uh, A little scene of what it's like to be on Survivor. Um, in between the rewards and getting to be on a tropical island and go ride on a pirate ship and get drunk, uh, Natalie stumbles upon somehow. Listen, okay. Let me ask you something as a survivor expert before I say what she stumbled upon. Okay. The cameras are in place for this. Is this staged? No, it's not. When Natalie goes around camp... Someone will someone with the camera will follow her in the event that she does find an idol or something like that. So when she stumbles a, um, upon a, a rat in, in this episode, the camera's right there with her. So what happens with Natalie? <laughs> so Natalie stumbles upon a rat, and she's so hungry that she hits it with a stick and then kills it with a rock. It takes two weapons to finish off this rat. Uh, it's a big rat. Like, it's a very, I guess it's a Samoan rat, right? It's, yeah. um, it looks almost like a chinchilla, uh, which made me kind of sad because I think they're really cute. But she, it takes multiple weapons. We don't see it happen. Thankfully, that's off screen. But then, you know, she comes walking in and she's this, you know, little blonde Texan girl in her bikini carrying a dead rat in a coconut. And she's like, look what I got. It's, it's crazy. The thing I wrote down it's, from this sense, the thing I wrote down from this whole segment was I didn't realize how Southern Natalie was until this. I don't think she's oh, had yeah. a, a ton of confessionals, but this this sequence was the most like consecutive screen time that she's gotten all season was this rat scene. And I didn't realize Which, that she was just so Southern, like with her accent and everything until this point. And honestly, what a shame that like this is the moment she gets a lot of screen time for when her conversations have been so pivotal. 
Oh, um, yeah. But this was very memorable. And everyone in camp is thrilled. They Somebody skins it. Oh, yeah, they somehow. put it on a stick. They put it on a stick. They skin it. They they cook it up, and everybody shares it. it tastes like chicken. Um, yeah, that would be the moment where I would say, you know what? I, I a million dollars. That's your breaking I mean, point. That I don't know. It, it, if if I'll say this, if I was on Survivor, this would be the moment where I would start getting the Jason treatment. And, oh, and, and you would start complaining. Get, yeah, and, and my mental game would be coming apart. But so, um, some notes I have on this segment, though, were please. here's a fun thing I wrote down. So I think the editors try to be at least somewhat intentional with the scenes that they show us because there's so many camp life things that go around that they could put on screen, but they choose not to. Right. One thing I thought was kind of funny was last episode, Natalie was the rat of Eric's plan when she leaks it to Laura. And this episode, she's the rat assassin. <laughs> Interesting. You think there was some symbolism? I think there was a little uh, symbolism there. Other thing I wrote I think down. It, oh. well, well, before you move on, I, I think that there's something to that because in the previous episode, we had Shambo washing her hair just like the spider. And there's a moment later on in this episode where there's a, a extended shot after commercial of a shark swimming. And then we immediately go to Russell looking for somebody to talk to. Oh, and yeah. So I th- that's completely intentional. Yeah, there's some conscious symbolism there in the edit, and I think this ties perfectly in. So what else do you have? Other thing I wrote down is when you click on the episode on Paramount Plus, there's a little episode description. Did you read right. that for this episode? Uh, I I saw something about a cast member something food. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it said. So before I watch the episode, it says that a castaway eats a rat. And I think we can both agree that if you read that before oh. the episode started – we both would have guessed it would have been Shambo that does this, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I do think I expected it to be Shambo. I went into this episode fully expecting Shambo to be gnawing down on like a half-cooked rat. I was just waiting for it. So I was shocked when it was Natalie. Yeah, honestly, I, I can see Shambo, and this might be a little bit too graphic for the podcast, but I can see her walking around camp holding it fur still on like a, a like tinfoil <laughs> no. on a Chipotle burrito, like eating from it. Like, I haven't cooked it from the inside out. Um, that might be a little too ghoulish, but... No, she does not uh, care. Other thing, last no, thing I have, though, from this segment is Jason's yeah. confessional. First off, if I were to, like, get a beer with anyone on this cast, yes, Russell Hans is cool. Russell Swan seems like a dope guy. I'm picking Jason. Jason is so nice. I he, love Jason. I really do. He, in this confessional, just gives Natalie lots of props. He talks about how she went into the game as this sweet southern girl but over the last two almost three weeks now she's kind of become this survivalist this badass on the island so i think that's another thing that this scene is trying to show it's not just a fun camp life scene but it's showing that natalie is coming into her own as a person as a player through the game and being more confident and we saw that last episode too when she goes to laura and kind of takes control of the game that's beautiful. It's the hero's journey. The hero has a call to action and then kills a rat. And then that's beautiful. Um, so the next thing I've written down is I believe it's a confessional from Russell where he states that basically um, he, he's completely conscious that his future in the game relies on him getting another idol and he needs to find another idol. And he's pretty sure there's one around camp. Um, and I, I guess my question for you is, 
are are we missing things in the edit or is he just that good at reading the game are we missing him like overhearing something about the clues that the uh oh we don't even know about the clues for the other item yeah, yet no one had a this is just the only totally... clue that was given was later at the reward challenge so right. russell suspected that there was going to be uh, an immunity idol at camp again without having any clues and I think this is just great game awareness on his point. I think he recognized that he overplayed the merge, and now yeah. he kind of has to dig himself out of this hole. Uh, but so, do you have anything else before the first challenge? Uh, no, I'm all set for the reward challenge. So, just a couple things off the bat. Uh, they walk in, and they're basically lined up in like ascending order of height. I don't know if you noticed this. Oh, I didn't notice the survivors that. line up. It's like... Uh, uh, Monica and Russell, and then all the way up to like Jason and Mick, and it's pretty. Yeah. Cl- there's a couple exceptions, but it's almost completely in ascending height, uh, which I just thought was kind of funny. Uh, the challenge is a combination of uh, running to collect these sets of painted coconuts, putting together a puzzle, and then someone blindfolded has to mimic the puzzle because it's a series of numbers revealed from the coconuts. Um, the important thing to note is there's an odd number of, uh, survivors and Natalie through the random draw, uh, there's two teams and then Natalie sits, but what Natalie gets to do is support a team. And it's worth pointing out that in the random draw five on five and uh, Natalie sitting, the other three members of FOA FOA are on one of the tribes. And she, she chooses, basically because this is a reward challenge, um, she gets to choose whether she will support them or the other team. And whichever if her team wins, she gets to join the reward. Um, and she chooses to support the FOA FOA team. And so my question for you is, if you were Natalie in this game at this point, would you have stuck with your team? So or would you have said, you know what, regardless, if I pick the other team, I'm going to get more face time with a section of Galoo and I can start working some some angles. Yeah. So I actually wrote this down. I want to ask you about this too. So there's a couple interesting elements at play here. So first you have just the straight up physical side of it, where if you look at these two teams, the FOA FOA group seems stronger. So you have the yellow team, which is Brett, Laura, Mick, Russell, Jason, and I think on paper, that's the physically stronger group. You have Mick and Jason both together. And then on the opposite side... And Brett side, and Laura are both pretty Yeah, fit. and Laura's been killing it in challenges up until this point, too. Yeah. And then on the purple team, you have Shambo, Kelly, Dave, John, and Monica. So taking strategy out of it, if Natalie is picking just based solely on who she thinks is going to win because she wants to go on the reward, it makes sense to take the yellow group. Right. Now... If you're looking at it from a strategic side and you think, okay, regardless of who wins and loses, I'm going to be spending time with that group of people that I align myself with for this challenge. In that case, I think it's probably better for Natalie to align herself with the people that are not the FOA FOA members. I think she has that group of four pretty locked down at this point. And had she went yeah, with I the, should say so. Had she went with the other group. That's either an opportunity to get intel that she can report back to the FOA FOA people, or that's an opportunity for her to kind of weasel her way into that alliance if she wants to ditch the FOA FOA people. So I understand why she chose, she ends up choosing that FOA FOA group, but I think it would have been a better strategic move to go the other way. 
Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. I was um, I was surprised by it, but uh, funny enough, the team that has uh, the rest of Foa Foa is wearing yellow for this, or they're the yellow team for this challenge. Like Foa Foa was yellow. Yeah, and of course, the purple team wins. It is absurd uh, that this Foa Foa group cannot win anything all season, it, even after the merge, they can't win anything. And it's worth noting that in this challenge, there's basically a relay race to get the puzzle pieces. And uh, it ends up being uh, Dave and I can't remember his name. John. John basically end up doing all of the work themselves uh, because two members run out at a time. But then the guy would end up just picking up the puzzle piece, which was pretty massive, and running back. And multiple times, Shambo hadn't even made it to the relay point uh, before oh, the really? piece was coming back. Oh, it is pr- like if there had been a rule about like you have both to carry them together, have to carry it. Then, which I'm surprised there wasn't. Um, there's no way they would have won. It was basically the two guys totally outpacing um, Kelly and Shambo. And and putting the team on their back, but they do win. Uh, what did you think of this challenge? I thought it was complicated. So I will say it passed the vibe check. I know I've been pretty harsh on some <laughs> of the challenges previously in the season. Yes, and I do agree with you. There was a lot of components going on in this one challenge, but even though there was a lot happening, I guess I would rather have a challenge that's too much than the bocce ball one or the t-ball one where it feels really lazy and not enough so right they're going in the right direction at least i hope in the next episode they lean back a little bit and maybe only have two stages instead of like four that they had in this one yeah it was a lot the one part i did like though is how it ended with the combination lock and then you had monica versus laura there because these are two people that have been aligned all season they kind of have like a big sister little sister dynamic to them yeah uh so it was cool seeing them kind of go at it in that one part of the challenge. And they're a duo where I'm very excited to see how they will at some point probably need to turn on each other in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the purple group wins and their reward is a what Jeff calls a natural slide, a rock slide. Uh, I was kind of expecting this to be like part of a resort in some no. <laughs> way it is just a waterfall that they put a picnic next to yep uh, and uh compared to the pirate ship this was kind of disappointing yeah you can tell that they were running not, low on funds for this one like it definitely felt like they uh the order of rewards was was mixed up because you i feel like the rewards should get uh sweeter as it goes on especially later in the game when you get to at least in the other season I've seen, if you win reward, you might get to pick who goes with you, right? You want those to be really, really good for various reasons. Um, and this felt like a step down from the previous reward. Yeah, but, maybe by the time we get to the final four, the reward will be like a saltine cracker. Like we're just yeah. in this <laughs> constant dir- direction downward now of worse and worse rewards. You get ants on a log, but you have to make them yourself. Yeah. You have the celery and the peanut butter, but you, you have to do the assembly. So um, the, the couple notes I have from the uh, 
the couple initial notes. I think we get Kelly's first ever like spoken okay. lines. Yes, I wrote down the same thing all season. <laughs> one complaint that I think we both mentioned over and over again is there's around five contestants that get so much screen time on this show, and then you have like three that are basically invisible. You have Kelly. Okay, who, who, you have, who are you the have, other two? You have Kelly. You have Brett. Yep. And I think you could probably throw Monica in there and maybe throw John in there too. Oh, see, I would say John because Monica, we've gotten a fair bit. Okay. I think, comparatively. So those three people get no screen time all season. Now they're in a right. small group. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, now we can finally get some kind of insight into their strategy in the game. I can't wait to hear what they're thinking. Instead, we get John giving a confessional where he says, quote, pools are cool. And Kelly has a confessional where she talks about how she has a fun time splashing in the water. This felt like wasted screen time. Well, you know what it says to me is that part of the reason we haven't gotten that much confessional time from them is because they aren't interesting. Uh, Like this is evidence that, hey, there's no good reason they shouldn't be on screen and shouldn't have confessionals in this reward. But... Even then, they couldn't muster anything um, notable. Uh, the first, I have my quote for, or my other, I have a couple quotes, actually. Uh, I had the, I'll pray for you earlier, but I have a quote from this reward. Do you know what it is? No, I, it's not. It's from Monica. Cool? No, no, no. It's from Monica. It's while they're eating. Uh, she says, these donuts are like redonkulous, <laughs> which is the most 2009 uh like it just it was so wild i did have to write it down um and then the only kind of moment of note in the reward is uh shambo defends keeping russell around and kelly says oh we got to get rid of him yeah that was my only note so i want to talk a little bit more on that with you so yeah one thing that happens when they're on this reward is first they're giving a clue to the immunity idol. So you have this entire group now knows that the idol is back at camp and they have some sense of where it is. Right. On top of that, they start conspiring over who they're going to eliminate next. And it makes sense. Russell's name gets thrown out there. Now, Shambo is the one that steps up and says we shouldn't do that because Russell is poor in challenges. I'm adding this to the list of bad moves by Shambo. She's not in a position where she has enough agency in the game to be telling this Galoo group where the vote should and should not go. No, not at all. She really doesn't. I mean, you're absolutely right. I'm not, I'm done defending her. Really? Oh man, I was so excited for you to try to push back on me for that. No, I, I, it was a bad move. I mean, I think she should be, uh, if Shambo can do anything right, when she's around Galoo members, it's listen and then go back and talk to Foa Foa. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't ever do that. Yeah, not, she should have just agreed well, and then much. told Russell about it later. And exactly. even, if, even if she disagrees, right, she needs yeah. to bring up someone else and she needs to give a, a better reason rather than, oh, Russell's bad at challenges. I feel, yeah, like, I mean, I feel like that was such a weak reason. Subtle. And then... No, ca- it, it's not. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the main highlights there. Then we... Go back to Russell's. While this group is still on reward, Russell's yep. going to start his idol hunt back at camp. Oh, yeah. So he claims that he learned from his mistakes in the previous episode of oversharing the idol. And I wrote this quote down where he says, 
I'm going to find the next immunity idol, and I'm not going to tell a damn soul. <laughs> oh, I am so glad you wrote that down because I... So, so he finds it. Yeah, he finds Again. it underneath the bridge. Second one he found Without in the a clue. game. Yeah. Without a clue. Uh, and then immediately, as soon as they're back, he shares it with Shambo. What? I, I think I literally said, like, what the hell is he doing out loud as I was watching? I was nervous. Why? When he showed it to Shambo, I was genuinely concerned that she was going to mess up and, like, spill the beans to someone else in the game. So, so there's so many layers to this because, um, okay. So, so first I, I'm, I want you to take the position. Uh, why is this a good idea? Like, so like, I, I, I don't think you can, you think that, but can you justify him showing it to her? Showing it to Shambo or showing it to anybody? Showing it to Shambo. So the only stri- positive strategic aspect of showing it to Shambo is if he's able to tell Shambo, you need to make sure the votes are going on me at the next tribal council so I can use this and we can get the numbers. The only right. downside with that plan is Shambo has zero agency in that glue group. Right. Even she would have no say in where the vote is going. And I would genuinely wonder that if she went to the glue group and was overly ecstatic to get rid of Russell, they would catch her lie and realize that Russell holds the idol. I would not yeah, trust I mean, Shambo with this information at all. No, I, I wouldn't either. And honestly, the most effective thing Shambo does to put the votes on Russell is at reward saying, I think we should keep Russell. Like, like everything Shambo says is opposite day for the rest of her tribe. Yeah. Uh, and so I was mind blown by this. But uh, So do you think Russell shared it then for strategic reasons? Or do you think it was more of an ego thing for him where he found this idol and he wanted to show it off? I have to think that Russell doesn't have the this is this is the only thing I can see because he can show it off to the FOA FOA members. I think that's fine. Uh I, I think that's the right move to get them all on board. Hey, I've got another one. You know, put like if you talk to anybody, put it on me and we'll flip the script, right? Yeah. Uh I, but showing it to Shambo makes me think that he has completely misread her position within Galoo because she was the leader, right? And I almost wonder if what we've missed, what hasn't made it to screen or to air is Shambo saying to Russell, yeah, I mean, they elected me leader. Like I'm in an alliance with the four guys or the three guys, right? So she thinks she's in a bigger power position than she actually is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if she was a little bit delusional and had bragged about it to Russell and he had taken her at her word. Uh, or at least said, well, you know what? It does sound like she has some influence. Uh, I think if Russell knew everything we know about Shambo's position within Galoo, he wouldn't have done it. Uh, I, like, I, I do think I if don't he does think know about Shambo's stupid. position, though, if he can recognize that Shambo's not a great player and she's on the bottom of that alliance, maybe yeah. he's doing this for the long run. He's establishing trust with Shambo, showing the, her the idol now. That way, as the numbers dwindle down over time, we talked about this earlier. The person that you probably most want to sit next to at the end of this game is Shambo. So maybe yeah. Russell's doing this now early on, knowing he's going to play the idol at this tribal council. That way he can later you know, deposit that check and make sure Shambo, if she wins an immunity or something like that, or she has a vote to help him out with, 
she'll return the favor and they can make it to the final tribal together. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, she loves him. I, I wrote down, the next thing I've written down is Shambo kisses Russell and fantasizes about decapitating Laura. Oh, um, yeah. Because Her basically hate for Laura they, is so prominent in this episode, it, too. It, it runs so deep. Uh, so basically what we, what they decide on is uh, vote Russell. Russell plays the idol. Everyone else votes Laura, and Laura's gone. Um, I, I I had a question, and I don't think we know the answer to this, but just food for thought. Shambo's a former Marine. Yeah. Right? That's her, her occupation. Do you think she's retired, or do you think she's doing something now that she's just not proud of, and so she says, oh, I'm a former Marine? I can't. Okay, being completely honest, I don't know how old Shambo is. So it's impossible to tell. <laughs> it's very difficult to tell how old she is. She could be as young as like her, I don't know, late 30s, early 40s. But I wouldn't be surprised if she's in her 50s too. I mean, her <laughs> hair's pretty light. But so just a little bit of flavor. Up until the last few episodes, I have been watching with my mom. I was uh, home and she and I would watch together. And whenever Shambo's hairstyle would change or she wouldn't have her buff on or her hair would be down... My mom would point out, and she was absolutely right, that Shambo looks like a completely different person depending on what state her hair is in. Yeah, she's a master like, of disguise. Yeah, she goes from 20 to Both 60. Both in real life and in the game. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, she she's an enigma. But so, uh, the plan she, is... Yeah, the plan to get rid of Laura. But she does give Russell some insight here, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. So she okay. says that... Kelly is a bigger threat than Monica amidst that Galoo group because John and Dave both dislike Monica. So do you agree with Shambo's analysis here that Kelly's a bigger threat than Monica out of that out of no. that squad? No. Why? Because Kelly doesn't say anything. Monica talks. Monica, it's worth pointing out, a little while later, um, there's a group of Galoo members discussing how to get Russell and then and then Monica has the wherewithal to go, well, what if Russell has the idol or has another idol? Uh, Monica has a great head on her shoulders. Kelly, we have no evidence that there's like any strategy going on in Kelly's mind. Uh, I would rather, and Monica can make some arguments that she's at least been involved in some conversations. We haven't seen Kelly do a single thing except for, uh, say, uh, what was it? Pools are cool. No, that's John says pools are cool. She oh, likes no. to splash in the water. <laughs> so all all Kelly has done is like to splash in the water. Uh, I would get rid of Monica before Kelly any day of the week. I think uh, there is. I agree that I'd rather get rid of Monica. I do think there is some positives of getting rid of Kelly. If you look at that glue group, you have the group of men, which is Dave, Brett, John. Right. Yep. And then you have the group of women, which is Laura, Monica, Kelly. And Kelly seems like she's kind of the third wheel in that group of women. So because mm -hmm. of that, she's not as tied to Laura and she's a little bit more of a free agent in the game. So if you're a FOA FOA member, there is a benefit there where if you're able to knock out some of the women in her alliance, like Monica would never flip unless Laura was gone. And same thing with Laura to Monica. There's a chance of Kelly flipping at some point in the future because she doesn't seem as tight with them. I don't see it. I don't see Kelly having the 
initiative to do something like that, to be honest with you. I think she will stick with anybody that she has been with since the beginning until the end. Really? Okay. Uh, so it was just a matter that's my You rate. don't think she was able to recognize that she was number three uh, out of that group? No. Okay. I mean, and, and maybe as the season goes on, we'll get some more confessionals from her and she'll turn out to be this really conniving player. But we, I have not seen a shred of evidence that she is playing it at a level of awareness like that. And, and so given what I know now, I feel like I have to qualify my claims these days because some of my claims have, uh, not aged well, not aged well, which feels like I'm making controversial statements, but it's really just that I'm wrong usually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, but so I think given what I know now, uh, Kelly's not a liability. Kelly will vote along party lines to, to put it that way. Um, so wait, here's an interesting question then. So we're talking about the people, this is a little bit off topic, but I'm just interested to hear your thoughts quick. We're talking about the under edited members of Galoo. Who's a threat? Who's not? Who's a bigger threat then Kelly or Brett? Two people that are (laughs) really, why, why Brett over Kelly? Because Brett's going to win more challenges. Okay. Brett, Brett, if, if Brett makes it to a smaller number, right? Which frankly, I doubt it given his prominence in the edit, he's just kind of lucked out. Uh, but if, if there's an endurance challenge, if there's a, you know, he can move, he was moving really well in the reward challenge. Um, even though he's, he, we haven't seen anything tactically from him. We have seen a decent physical performance where Kelly, nothing comes to mind. I mean, Monica, I mean, frankly, her only physical performance that comes to mind is her on the rope walk where she refused to take accountability for the fact that the one time her tribe lost, it was her fault. But she won uh, the uh, she won the reward challenge this episode. She oh, was on the on the last yeah. leg. Well, yeah, she did the puzzle, but but I think when when it comes down to an individual challenge, right? Or or something physical. Uh, Brett's in great shape. Not that Kelly's not in good shape, but we just haven't seen her do that much. Yeah. Where where in this one, I mean, they were on the same team Right then, right? No, Brett was on um, the Yeah, he was with tribe. the FOFOA people. Yeah, but he was moving. He was cooking. Um, <laughs> it, Brett, it, Brett, he might not get a lot of screen time, but he was out there. He was cooking. You know what? You know what? Hold on. Let me, let me get my pen. I think Brett won this episode, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Despite not having... I don't think he's had... Has he had a confessional the whole merge? Two episodes I think in? He, I, I, I think maybe, maybe one briefly but i honestly if i I'm told you sure. the line was three and a half confessionals for the whole season we're nine episodes in do you think brett had more or less than three and a half confessionals Absolutely i might take the less. under on that i i my guess would be at most two and i would be surprised if it's been two yeah it's that, gotta be a bummer to be brett's friends and family like tuning into this show and just and seeing like, him no, in the background every week yeah and he's like sitting right there and he's like no guys i promise i am actually like don't worry it gets good you just have to watch for two whole months two and a half months before i have a single line um but so to to come back to the episode um they make that plan laura russell fake russell he plays the idol take out laura uh and then we go to immunity and i liked this challenge what did you think i thought it was interesting yeah i i like this one this one passed the vibe check it was better than the reward challenge this one has two rounds of competition. So in round one, 
Players are taking grappling hooks and throwing them onto sand to get two bags of puzzle pieces. And the first three people to do that... Three bags. Oh, it's three bags. My bad. Yeah. So to get three bags and the first three players to do that move on to the second round. And the second round is essentially a big board where you take those puzzle pieces and put them in certain pegs until the whole board is filled. And each time you put in one peg, a new one is dispensed. So I thought it was a solid balance of puzzle and like mental skills as well as some physical ones. And in that first round of the competition, I was Mm -hmm. on the edge. I was on the edge of my seat. I was having a fun time because Shambo clutched it out in the first round. She makes it to the second and I was rooting yeah. for her. I was like, this would be hilarious if Shambo yeah. wins immunity. The idea of Jeff taking that necklace and putting it, putting it around Shambo's neck, I was so excited for. But it didn't end up turning out that way as Laura went so, on to win her second well, immunity challenge. Well, and so I, I just want to point out, uh, Shambo gets the first spot for the second round. Mick gets the second spot. And then uh, Russell looks to be in handy position to get the third spot. And we get a shot of him looking a little cocky. And then Laura beats him to it. Uh, and I, it was a great moment of tension. I don't know how manufactured it was. but Yeah, it I was think that was pretty edited. neck and neck. And, but it was close. And Laura beat him. Uh, so she got the third spot. And then absolutely blew the other two out of the water for the second part of the challenge. Uh, and... So once again, she wins individual immunity back to back, right? Yeah, two for two. I mean, she is uh, uh, genuinely kind of impressing me. I don't like her. She doesn't strike me as a terribly nice person. But part of that might be that we've only seen her in conflict with Shambo. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, I feel like you're someone. I feel like you're someone that respects and appreciates immunity wins more a little bit more than I do. Yeah. So I would expect you to be a pretty big Laura fan, to be honest. She's proven she's the best physical player so far this season. I mean, honestly, uh, Laura. I yeah. I mean, I am impressed. The hard part is just that I I try. I, I'm not impartial, right? I want somebody from Foa Foa to win. I want the Foa Foa Four to go as far as possible, right? I'm not rooting for Galoo. Oh y- so, yeah, you're big on the underdog. I am, and and she's a great player, but it's when I, I see these plans where it's like, okay, we're going to get Laura this time, and then she gets immunity. Okay, well, we'll get her next time, and then she gets immunity. It's like, okay, well, you know what? I'd kind of like your plans to work out, Foa Foa, but uh, uh, that's all right. But um, so, yeah, I mean, she is a good player. And then what happens next? After the immunity challenge, we get this amazing confessional from shambo in my opinion it might be shambo's best confessional the whole season she is literally in tears because she hates laura so much and she wanted to vote her out she says i wrote it down she's like the challenge sucked because laura won and now we can't vote her out so my heart is broken that's a real quote from shambo she hates this woman it really does contribute to the Shambo is a toddler narrative because she also gets back to camp and immediately flops down in the hammock and covers her face. Like, <laughs> like there's kind of this toddler energy to her where she's throwing a little bit of a tantrum. Uh, but so uh, we, the only couple things that become really notable here or that I, I have notable is there's some conversations that go on Um you know, the foe foe is trying to figure out what they're going to do. A clump of 
Galoo members get together and Dave says, let's get Russell. Monica points out, what if he has another idol? Shouldn't we do a split or, or uh, consider somebody else first in case he, you know, he knows he's on the chopping block, right? Yeah. And Dave says, now's not the time. That's a quote. Well, I think uh, he says now's not the time because they don't have the numbers to do it. They only have seven people on their side, and that's even right. if Shambo stays with them. So you can do right. a 4-3 have... split, but if you do that split and they play the idol correctly and that foa foa group stays together, it's going to be a 3-4 to four vote and the glue member will go home. Like the thing right. I wrote down so here don't... was, I bet they wish they kept Eric around now. Well, they don't have the they don't have the numbers for a split, but they they could certainly just decide. Okay, you know what? We're gonna tell Shambo to vote Russell, uh, and then the rest of us are gonna vote Natalie, right? Uh, they could do a feint like that, like so easily, uh, and they don't. But I just props to Monica for having that little bit of foresight, and then Russell casually walks by and hears them say the name Natalie. And he goes back to camp. We get a shot of him talking to Jason and Jason says, we've well, got a couple hours to really push it back towards you. Right. Yeah. And that's the last we see. That's everything that happens yeah. after the challenge. And I was, do you think that we missed out in that couple hours that Jason's referring to in between in the intervening time between that conversation and tribal do you think there's a pivotal conversation we missed or was it a lot of little stuff that wasn't worth showing? I think it was a lot of little stuff because you don't want to be too obvious if you're one of those foe foe members that you're directing the vote, that you want the vote to go on to Russell. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple fair. questions for you on this. So if you're glue, you have to dump all seven votes on one player. It's impossible to split them here. So do you think they... No, no, no. I, even I see, if you're I worried about... With that. You can't, I it does, mathematically won't work if foa foa sticks yeah. together. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Because here's what you do. You don't do a 4-3 split. You do a 6-1 split and you tell Shambo to go vote for somebody else. But, but that, what good does that do then? Because if you put, let's because, say they put six votes on Russell, or yeah. you're saying they do six on Natalie. I'm saying they do six on Natalie and you go, te- you go okay, If here's the math you do. If you are Monica or you are Dave, you go, okay. Or you're John, because I feel like John probably has a good, uh, rela- a better relationship with Shambo than probably anybody else um, in that group. You go, okay, Shambo can't keep a secret. If anybody on uh, Foa Foa has an idol, they're all wanting to stick together. And if we can get Shambo to convince them of one person, we can take out another, right? Uh Shambo is the. She's the rat. What's the opposite? What she's a rat. What's the opposite of a Trojan horse? Right. Uh, like <laughs> I don't know, like man. The, but I get what you're saying. What's the, uh, instead of sneaking something in, you're being so blatant, and the deception's actually okay. on the inside. So you um, think if you tell Shambo, she'll go tell Foa Foa that, and then you put the votes on Natalie, right? And, and then you hope that's, that Russell that's plays the, the idol and burns it. Yeah, but so otherwise you you can't split, right? Uh, I mean, you basically do what the Foa Foa initially their plan was with Eric. Uh, I think there was discussion of that of like, oh, if we can get Eric to play his, then we can go for somebody else. 
Yeah. Um, like that was I, part of the blind side. I don't know. But some, so, so some part of me respects this though. Like I respect the ballsy move of saying Russell's the person we want to vote out. And if I'm a member of Galoo, there's seven of us. Let's put the yep. votes on Russell. And then if they, if he somehow finds the idol, plays it, saves himself, I only have a one out of seven shot of them putting the votes on me. That's not great odds, but if you're set on getting rid of a target, I'm not a big fan of waiting and waiting and letting that target stay in the game yeah when that person as is, is as powerful and as like strategic as russell is i don't fault them that fair. much for getting locked in and trying to get rid of him because natalie's someone where i think natalie's not going to find a lot of vitals down the line we talked about how she's not very likely no. to win a ton of immunities she's someone that you can knock off at a later point in the game if you need to yeah i mean she's really somebody who you know Whenever Foa Foa would have a puzzle or something like that, somebody like Liz would take the charge. Uh, Natalie's fast, but, you know, that's that's really the biggest attribute we've seen from her in challenges is her speed. Uh, is what comes to mind where, like, with Liz, there was that endurance one with the, the coconut basketball. Yeah. There were, I mean, she killed it in puzzles. I think um, Natalie in individual challenges will continue to struggle. But um, And what's the reasoning for getting rid of Natalie? I don't think the reasoning for putting the votes on Natalie is because Natalie is the superstar player. I think she's a good player. I think she's well, maybe above average Natalie. on this cast. But maybe if you Jason. Get rid of, the reason for getting rid of Jason or Natalie, it's not to get rid of them as individuals. It's to weaken Russell. That's the core idea there, right? And at that point, you're, well, I think you're better off just putting the votes on the person that you're trying to weaken. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if they could have... I think if they tried the deception, it would have worked uh, because I think, you know, there are times where I give some contestants on the show a little bit too much credit. Like Shambo. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed. Um, but this is one time where I think a single level of deception would have fooled Russell. See, I uh, think you should. I, I would have considered doing the flip of your idea where you tell Shambo that it's Natalie Hope that Russell put, Russell and Fofoa. Yeah. No, Russell uses the idol on Natalie, and then you dump the votes on Russell. Absolutely, do that. I mean, I I think the the key to the I, I I you can vote out whoever you want in that play, and I'm I think you should vote out whoever you want. I think, but I think the the split that you do is you lie to Shambo, you blindside her a little bit, and you take out who you really want to take out. Um, that's the, that's the crux of it. I don't think it has to be Natalie. I don't think it has to be Russell. I think the key is you use Shambo as a decoy. Okay. Um, I had a couple questions on, yeah, yeah, go. I had a couple questions on Russell before the tribal council. So Russell goes and he wants to share the immunity idol with Foa Foa. Um, I, I guess why not? (laughs) Um, I want to ask you, what do you think is his reasoning for sharing the idol? And he shows Jason the Russell first. Like, do you think? Not not the Russell. He shows Jason the idol first. Like, do you think there's any right. reasoning for him showing Jason first as opposed to someone else? I got the sense from the edit, at least, that it was literally just he ran into Jason first. Okay. Uh, and then they went back and they found the other two. Um, so why does he share so, it with Fo? What's the reasoning there? Just continuing to keep those bonds strong. I don't think he wants to ever keep anything from them. Um, because he knows that as long as they're strong, right? He 
like he doesn't lose anything by telling them because they're all very loyal well, already. There's there's a risk there. I wrote down this idea. So if you're Natalie, you have bonds with members of Glue. She's been tight with Laura and Monica, and you also have this connection with Foa Foa. The power's really in Natalie's hands at this point. If she wanted to, she could have went and leaked this plan to Glue as a way to integrate herself within that group and then flip over to, to that side. Like, if you're Natalie, would you have considered flipping over or do you think it's the better decision to stick with Foa Foa at this point? I think it's the better decision because even if you flip over, okay, Russell's gone, Jason's gone, Mick's gone. Okay, then when the voting, then when it's just Galoo and Natalie, even if Natalie's integrated, she would have had to basically start building up bonds not quite from the ground up but nearly from the ground up i guess the and, rationale there is if you can knock out those foe foe members and get pulled into the woman at Galoo, you're gonna be in a good spot because there's that clear divide within the tribe and then it'll really yeah. come down to wherever shambo goes between the men's alliance and the women's but i think that's and, a plan let's be honest at that point shambo's gone first uh, yeah or there's a chance shambo's gone first but yeah i mean that's a good point i think at this point um, I I think it is a a combination of loyalty and um, confidence in if we continue to weaken their foundations, they can come to us. And if they split, if Galoo splits, Foa Foa's four remaining strong looks better and better. Yeah, because because if there is a schism. You know, Shambo defects easily, right? Because she doesn't like the girls uh, on Galoo. There's only three guys left, right? Yeah. Am I doing that math right? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Brett, all of a sudden, John, yeah. and Dave. Foa Foa is the only mixed gender true alliance, uh, you know, I, when, it, when push comes to shove. Yeah, unless you consider Shambo with the men of Galoo, but she's always the toughest to read in terms not. of where she aligns herself. I I honestly, at this point, I, I, and Shambo, if you're listening, thank you for your service. You're an American hero. I don't think Shambo has any consideration to alliances more than whoever's like waving a piece of candy at her. That, you think that there's moment. that little thought into it? Yeah. Man, because brutal. Dude, the turnaround with you on Shambo is absurd. Listen, because here's why. Uh, Shambo knows the plan going into this vote. Shambo knows that there's an idol in play and sticks with her tribe. Yeah, she knows uh, that her tribe is voting on Russell. She knows that Russell holds the idol. She doesn't know if Russell's going to play it for himself, but she decides to take that risk and dump the vote on Russell there anyway. So we can head I to mean, tribal council. Before we head to the yes. vote... I want to ask you about this. So we okay. talked about this last episode. Eric Cardona is the first member of the jury. And he yes. walks out and he's holding a purple necklace that's around his neck. And I was yeah. very confused by this. Do you think this is Eric at like showing support for Galoo or is he mocking no. them with this symbol? So here's what I think it was. He comes in with this necklace, which kind of looked like my first thought is, oh, somebody found a little piece of purple sea glass and he went, oh, Galoo, I'll wear it as a necklace. Because he was wearing it before he left too. Um, just because I noticed it in the last tribal. He comes in glaring at them, holding that to say, look what you guys did to me. I was loyal and look what you did. Um, I think he is furious at Galoo 
And I think he really respects the Foa Foa members getting one over on him uh, as good gamesmanship, but hates Galoo for betraying him. So do you think That's there's the any world I'm now getting. where Eric votes for a Galoo member to win the game? Or do you think, I think it's, if there's a Foa Foa member there, will he vote for them, do you think? I think he'd vote for Foa Foa, especially what we see later. Um, Dave insults Eric. Eric almost speaks up. Oh, that was so... Okay, I wrote this down. So Jeff oh, asked please. Dave about the Eric elimination because that was pretty out of pocket that Galoo decided to flip on the own at the merge. And Dave right. looks Jeff straight in the face and said that Eric was weakening the tribe. Now, yep. Dave and Eric were pretty tightly aligned. They were in that men's alliance on Galoo. And when Dave says this, Eric is flipping out on the bench. And it's really yeah. funny because he's not allowed to speak as a member of the jury. So it's pretty hilarious that if you're in the game, you're allowed to just casually insult the people on the jury and they're just not to allowed to do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but why would you? I Like, it, it doesn't gain you anything. Because oh, it, it, ga- it, it gives nothing for Dave. It actually hurts him in the long run. Yeah. But he's also in a tough spot there where... What, what can you really say to that question? Do you want to say, oh, Galoo is fractured when they're about to conduct a vote where Galoo is staying together voting against Foa Foa? You don't want to create any distrust in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to give one of those kind of generic post-game interview kind of answers where you're just like, you know what? It was a tough decision, but, but you know, the cards fell where they had to and, and it was tough to see him go, right? I You, you kind of give one of those generic, vague, uh, non- committal answers uh and because insulting him just loses you a potential vote and yeah. it's good tv and his anchor was genuinely pretty funny eric's anger was pretty funny yeah. the other thing i want to point out is in another answer of dave's or maybe even in this one he says the phrase mental toughness and guess where the camera goes does it go to shambo or does it go to eric Mental toughness. Ment- mental. Oh, no. It goes mental- to Jason. It for sure it goes, goes to Jason. Jason. Oh, yeah. poor guy. That's the one thing we really get from Jason in like the last half hour of the episode is this one shot of him being called out for not having mental toughness. Um, that's all I have before the vote. Yeah. So we, we can head to the vote. One thing that's interesting is in many tribal councils, they show a contestant or two in the voting booth ho- holding up a vote. They give you some kind of right. indication. And this one, they don't show any of them. So right. Jeff comes back. He gives the players an opportunity. Russell decides to play his idol. And did you write down what he said when he stands up? No, I didn't. It's a badass line. He turns around, looks at the Galoo members and says, I'll do my best Southern accent. He goes, I ain't finished playing just yet. And he gives Jeff the idol. Seven votes are cast Jaws against Ru- drop. Dave's reaction like, is so funny in that moment. It is too. visceral. And, and I had a moment because, you know, where we left it with Galoo was Natalie's name was thrown out. Foa Foa worried if it was Natalie, but Galoo was just kind of like Russell just happened to overhear that in the middle of the discussion about voting out Russell. I had a moment where when Dave's jaw dropped, I had a moment where I thought, is he thrilled because uh, Russell just played it for himself when they all voted for Natalie. Or oh, when they he thought he might have been playing switches. it up. But it, it was just genuine horror because um, Russell plays the idol and then we get seven votes read out in a row for Russell Hans. Yeah, all negated. It was great. And then the next four votes come in 
and they're all on Kelly, which is a really weird dynamic where you have Russell, who's the super bold player, making this crazy move at Tribal Council. And on, at the end of it, the person who's going home is the most under-edited player of the entire season, probably. Yeah, so so in this situation, would you have gone Dave? He's the one that leaps to mind for me. So here, I wrote down, well, is that what you were going to say for the, the best target for them in this spot was to go for Dave? Yeah, my, my thought would be a, a Dave or a John. Um, because you can't get Laura, my thought would be get one of the guys. So what's your rationale for that? Uh, because then the guys are a minority. There's just two guys and then four, three girls and Shambo uh, to, to divide them by their kind of closest relationships. Um, so then, then the two guys are scrambling. They don't have much power. The girls have some power. Uh, but now Natalie has an in with the girls. Uh, maybe the girls jump ship and you go, okay, well, hey, how about the girls join Foa Foa and we take out Shambo and the other two guys, right? Okay. So my um, rationale here was, I'm thinking to, we're at 11 right now, we're looking at 10. And yeah. you have the Foa Foa 4, and if you're in that group, you're going to want at least one other person to flip over with you. I think right. the move here is to put the votes on Monica. And okay. my reasoning for that is if you could put the votes on Monica, even though, and we'll talk about this more, even though Shambo doesn't vote with you in this tribal council, by putting the votes on Monica and, and weakening Laura, I think that's showing your allegiance to her. And that makes it yeah. more likely that she flips over at 10. So at the very least, you have a 5-5 split. That's a good point. I'm that's not sure what point. Kelly voting out Kelly really does here. I think if I were to rank the, because there were six eligible Galoo members to be voted out, Kelly might be at the bottom of that list for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I was surprised by it. I didn't think, I was so shocked by the vote, by the idol and how it was just, a, it, how it perfectly it worked that in the moment it didn't even land until I kind of thought back how much of a wasted opportunity that was. Uh, and I, I wish we had gotten a little more insight into how that, how they made that decision. You know, I think that decision was made based on the Intel that Shambo gave where she said that the men hate Monica. So maybe at the next tribal council, if they want to target Monica, there's a chance of the men of Galoo flipping over to them. So maybe that was the rationale of keeping the hated players in the game. That way those cracks in their alliance stay there. Because if you get rid of someone, like let's say Laura wasn't immune and they did vote out Laura, you're kind of voting out one of the people that's creating the division in their tribe. Like I think there's actually some benefit to keeping Laura around a little bit because you know she's going to create division. Oh, I I completely agree. And, and, you know, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, But so so let's talk about Shambo. Yeah, Shambo votes with Galoo against Russell despite knowing that Russell holds the idol. And uh, I want to ask, why do you think she did that? I, you know... The only I'm gonna you know what Shambo for your sake we've had some good times for our for the sake of our past relationship I'm gonna defend you here um, I assume Shambo listens to the show um, she did that to make sure that she remains in good graces and 
with her former tribe. She knows that the vote's going to be negated, uh, but she also knows that, wait a minute, if they go back to camp and go, wait, five people, who knew about that, right? And whoever that is, is going to be on the outs. And frankly, you know what? I was arguing for her and arguing for this to be an intelligent decision. But you know what? It's 5-5. Five, five. If she jumped ship right there and made it clear, oh, it's a 5-5 five, five game from now on, right? Uh, that would have been the moment to basically turn this into an even split game between Galoo and Foa Foa plus Shambo. Yeah. And so I honestly, I think she was scared. And I think she went, I'm more confident that my tribe will win out in the long run. So I'm going to hitch my wagon to them for this vote. I think that makes sense. There's also some rationale of saying that even after this vote, Foa Foa is down to numbers four to six. If you just look right. at the original tribal lines. So right. they're kind of in the position where they're trying to get people to come over to them. So Shambo doesn't need to prove allegiance to them by mm-hmm. voting with them this episode. I think it might actually be a little bit better that she sticks with Galoo. That way, she'll always have that option to flip over to Foa Foa, and they'll always be offering right. it to her. But that tie with That's Galoo might not always be there. So keeping that vote yeah. might have had some benefit to it. Here's a fun fact that I wrote down regarding Shambo. So we're on episode 9, right? Shambo's attended three tribal councils, and she has not voted correctly in any of them. And she voted in the Yasmin elimination. She votes against Monica in the Eric elimination. She votes against Jason. And now in the Kelly elimination, she votes against Russell. She's 0 for 3. And and I believe in the first one, and maybe in in the first two, she was was she the only one to vote for Jason, or were there two votes for Jason? There was like, two was votes for Jason, but the other one was Eric, who who went home. Same right. thing and, and in the Yasmin elimination, was, I think. It was just her and Yasmin who voted for Monica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah. was that case in the Yasmin one. It was and in the Eric terrible. one. So terrible. a pretty rough go for Shambo up until this point. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about here was the difference between the battle and the war for Russell. So, obviously, Russell makes a great move here. He correctly identifies what he's supposed to do and plays the idol for himself. But we also got to keep in mind, we're only at the final 10. And if we thought Russell's target was big coming into this episode, it's even bigger coming out of this episode. So, I want to ask you, like, what can Russell do at this point to lessen that target? Because I think there's a good chance that we go into episode 10 and Galoo does the same thing and targets him again. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what we see in the, the preview for the next episode is that's what happens. And I, I think what Russell's banking on is this bought me another couple days on the island. And if I can have a couple more conversations, the numbers are dwindling. If we can pull somebody else, if we can pull two more people, we can get it to a 5-5 five, five or even a 6-4 in our favor, depending on whoever gets immunity, right? Uh, and... I think at this point, it's about buying time and just trying to, whenever possible, scrape away a single name at a time from Galoo. Yeah, um, and that's what it really feels like for him, where yeah, every episode, I feel like, at this point moving forward, is going to be life or death for Russell. I think his name is going to come up every episode until you know he either reaches the end or his torch is snuffed. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a really strong player, and... You know, it's a shame that his name came up so soon. 
and I think he is probably kicking himself. He's, he probably went home after this tribal pretty proud, but kicking himself for playing the first idol because I think if he'd sat quiet on that one, and obviously, you know, he felt that he needed to play that, but if he hadn't, I don't think the pressure would be nearly on him like it is now. Oh, for sure. And um, then looking but, forward uh, now, yeah. we essentially have what we expect to be two groups of five. We have the Foa Foa 4 plus Shambo, and then the mm-hmm. Galoo group of Brett, Dave, Laura, Monica, John. So I want to ask yeah. you, do you think we're headed towards a 5-5 split next episode, or do you think someone from either side will flip over? My expectation honestly, is that what ends up happening is we're either going to get a 5-5 split or it's going to be 6-4. And what it will come down to is who wins immunity and who jingles their keys at Shambo before the vote. Because I genuinely think she will hop about until, like, she's going to stick to whichever side she thinks will keep her around the longest. So you don't think there's a world then where Foa Foa gets number 6-4? You think it's either a 5-5 split or Galoo has the number 6-4? There's a chance of a 6-4. I think it's very unlikely unless there's a way. I mean, frankly, if Dave keeps running his mouth because he just – Dave never speaks well. I will say that. Dave in every challenge is unkind to his co-competitors. Around camp, if he says anything, it is harsh or or stirring stuff up. there's a chance that they're able to chip someone away, get a John, right? Because we Russell and John had a decent conversation. Uh, if they could pull John and Shambo, it could happen. But at the same time, uh, I it's not terribly likely. I think the most likely outcome is a 5-5. If a FOA-FOA member wins immunity, Shambo will join them. That's what I think is the most likely. Okay. so I wrote Or down, if there's another idol. I, I wrote down that... the. The Galoo member most likely to flip other than Shambo I had was John. And the Foe Foe member I had most likely to flip over to Galoo I I said was Natalie. I still think there's a chance of Natalie flipping over to them because she'll have that opportunity, I I think. You know what? I I think you're right that she's the most likely, but I really – I don't see it. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I I think she's going to stick with them for a long time. That's my prediction at least. Yeah. And last question I have kind of looking forward now is – we have these two titans in the game, two people that are perceived as major threats. And there's Russell Shambo Hans. And Russell. There's Russell and Hans Shambo. and there's Laura. Oh, and Shambo. And yeah, you could throw there's Shambo three. in there three. too. Yeah, there's three. Yeah. So let's say a random person wins immunity next episode. Who cares who it is? Let's say like John or Dave wins. Right. Do you think that people are going to look at Russell as a bigger threat? Or do you think that Laura winning these challenges will finally catch up to her in terms of her threat level? I mean, I hope it catches up to her. Back-to-back immunities. I mean, Russell's plays. Russell back-to-back idols. idol plays, yeah. I mean, but that's, at a certain point, there's not that many idols. Laura's playing really well. Uh, and you might get to a point where you say, look, Laura's the sleeper hit. You know, like, we need to take her out. And if I'm Natalie, I'm going to Monica. And I'm going to Kelly. I'm saying, look. She's really Kelly's good. not there anymore. <laughs> oh right, right. I'm going because if Natalie votes going... out Laura now, Natalie's losing that women's alliance with Galoo. That option's off the table if she votes out Laura. I think she. I don't know if I was Natalie, I would be comfortable with that, and I would be targeting. 
I, if I'm Natalie, I would be trying to have conversations with like John and Brett and saying, look, we got to get rid of Laura or Dave. Um, but I, I think it comes down to who is louder around camp in the next episode, honestly, yeah. because I think uh, Russell has a big presence, but it, it will be a very clear reminder when we get back to immunity that, wait a minute, Laura's two for two. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down, like, I think one of Laura's biggest strengths in the game is the fact that Russell's there and he's taking a lot of heat. If Russell isn't yeah. on this cast, I th- I'm pretty confident that Laura is voted out at the earliest opportunity where she doesn't win immunity. Absolutely. But the fact that Absolutely. you have someone there like Russell, I would actually consider if I was in Laura's position of voting out a different member of FOA FOA to keep Russell around as a shield for a little bit longer. Great point. So those were all the notes I had. Is there anything else you want to hit on before we go to winners and losers? That's it. No good commercials this one. Nothing, uh, oh, nothing tragic. Else. I know. So do but, we have the same uh, winner? Brett. You pick Brett as your winner? <laughs> That's who <laughs> no, you put I down? Laura. No, no, no. I put Laura. Oh, Okay. Who'd you put? I put Russell. Are you kidding me? You didn't put Russell down for this one? No, because here's the thing. Russell had a great play. He won honorable mention, but he is not in the best position going into the next one. I think Laura's in a better position. I think I think the narrative walking home from camp that night is, how are we getting Russell? Uh, and so as great as a play as it was, and it was historic, um, he in terms of momentum and in terms of position for next week. He, yeah. he, he, Laura had, Laura, you know, we didn't see as much of it, but Hey, she played really well. She got an idol and she's in a better spot going into next yeah. week. So it's really won. Laura's numbers to lose moving forward. I had yeah. to give Russell the winner here because he saved his life in the game. He, it's not like he yeah. had an option like he did previous episode on whether or not he should play the idol. He had to play the idol here, otherwise he was going home. Yeah. So I think just based on that alone, like yes, it's a flashy move that's going to magnify his target. But if your options are become a bigger target moving forward or go home, then he did everything he possibly could in this episode. And finding that that second clue, that second immunity idol without a clue is also really impressive. Oh, um, absolutely. I, I mean, his his... Uh, his court vision to to co-opt a term in in this game is just miles ahead of everybody else. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so props to you, Russell. Um, who's your loser? My loser is a bit of a unique one. I doubt we're going to have the same loser this episode. I pick okay. Natalie White. I think that by voting out Kelly... Natalie is essentially locking herself into that FOA FOA alliance. I think it's going to be really tough for her to go back to to Laura and Monica and say, hey, we had that thing going on at the merge. Let's align together moving forward. When she just voted out one of their closest allies in the game. I think this is the episode where Natalie really drew the line in the sand. And she's at, you know, Russell's uh, mercy at this point. Whether or not he's able to pull something off, maybe find another idol, pull someone in from the opposing tribe. Because I would not be surprised if we go to next episode and there's an argument between Natalie and one of the other women from the Galoo tribe. Because I think her move is going to sting the most out of anyone else on that FOA FOA group. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very good point. Now I'm pretty sure that uh, Laura's going to, or not Laura, Natalie's going to lose. Uh but uh, she is not my pick. I picked Dave. 
Really? Okay, wait, why'd you pick Dave? I feel like that one's kind of out of pocket. It is kind of out of pocket. And here's why. We know that Foa Foa is on the chopping block. They're in danger, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But Dave directly says to Monica, now is not the time to think about the contingency of Russell having an idol. He reads the game wrong and talks her down. Monica takes things very personally. We've seen that in the past. I think Monica is going to be gunning for Dave. Dave's Dave doesn't have friends. Dave has people who stick with him because he's a big dude. Um, Monica's got friends. Laura's got friends, right? I think Dave is going to be, at some point, an easy one for the rest of Galoo to pick off. Because where Eric's big mouth got him in trouble, Dave's in the exact same spot. Uh, and similar to how you were saying Laura wants to keep Russell around, I think Dave should have kept Eric around because they're oh, very sure. similar. And and so that that moment of him reading the game so wrong made him my loser. Yeah, that's understandable. I think that's a really fair point that if, if I gave Russell the win for playing that idol, it it's fair that Dave should get the the L for being the head person saying we need to dump all the votes on him. But yeah. you said Russell was your honorable mention? Yeah, I mean, it, what a historic episode. I mean, he, if not for the potential of the next episode to be his last and the constant pressure that's on him, he would have been my winner. But props, props, I mean, what a great player. Yeah, all I had, I didn't have an honorable mention. I'm the bearer of bad news. I'm coming with another dishonorable mention. We got Shambo. I think this is her second or third week in a row as my dishonorable mention. I think third. Uh, she attempted to vote out one of the few people in the game that was willing to work with her. So yeah. even though I think she'll have that option to flip back to Foa Foa at some point, it let's say she does flip back and that group does have success down the line, I think she's going to be on the bottom of that alliance and Russell won't trust her anymore. Like we we talked about this all season. Russell is someone that once you cross him once, you lose that trust entirely. And yeah. I think it's going to be tough for Shambo to walk back to camp and I don't think she has the social skills to persuade Russell to work with her long-term after casting that vote against him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't defend her. And it's weird also because in many ways, Russell saved, at least in my opinion, Russell saved Shambo's game as well by playing this idol. Like, let's say hypothetically, he doesn't play the idol. They vote Russell out and then they do bang, bang, bang. Next three Fofo members all gone. And then you have that Galoo group of seven. The first person yeah. going home out of that group of seven is Shambo. Or somebody keeps her around, right? Somebody drives I think her she's to the too end. I think she's at the bottom of that alliance. I think she was saved in from herself in this episode in the long run by Russell playing the idol. Well so, and, and I think to talk about meat shields, right? Laura wants to should Laura would want to keep Russell. Dave would want to keep Eric. And I think Shambo would want, have wanted to keep Kelly. Because really, I think, I think you could make the argument potentially that if Shambo kept Kelly around, um, as just somebody, okay, well, you know what? Shambo and Kelly are similar in terms of contribution to the game. And, and I think when you think about who you'd want to be sitting next to, those might be the two you'd want to sit next to. Yeah, that's a fair um, point. 
the the one who's actively sabotaged every moment she's been in and the one who um likes to splash in the pool yeah the one that just kind of follows other people's orders yeah kind of going along with winners are you still how are you feeling about your mick pick that's who yeah that's who you chose last episode you made a good pick in that he wasn't immediately voted out how are you feeling about him moving forward just want to get your updates on it I almost want to start rooting for Laura, to be honest with you. Um, what? But, I feel like yeah, you, Laura, you keep saying how much you dislike Laura. Now you want to make her your winner pick? I, see, but I don't dislike her. I dislike, A, the, the ingrained sexism in her that we saw when she was visiting Foa Foa. And B, I kind of inherently dislike her because she's been portrayed, or at least I've tried, I have perceived her as kind of a villain. Which is not a fair perception of her as a person. I think but it's unfair to call her a villain when you have Russell Hans on this cast. Right. When you have someone I mean, burning the socks and all of that, it's it's tough to match not, them. Yeah, she's not a villain, but she's definitely an antagonist to Foa Foa, who I root for. Um, but you know what? I'm going to stick with Mick for now, but I, Laura is my honorable mention for the season right now. I think she will go far. Okay. But... Well, um, I don't have yeah. any other notes. Is there anything that you want to hit on? Uh, looking at the next, the preview for the next one, a lot of running around, looking for idols. There's some yeah. chase scenes. So it looks like Russell Hans is searching for an idol, and Galoo has become so fearful of him that they're chasing after him to make sure he doesn't oh, find it. And, and worth mentioning, we didn't mention this, um, when Russell plays his idol, Jeff makes it clear that the idol will be back in play. Oh, okay. He says that to the whole group? He says that directly at Tribal this episode. Okay. Uh, so so Russell knows going into the next episode, he could find the idol again. And what we see in the preview is him trying to. So I guess we'll find out next time. Yep. Well, other thing, final thing to keep in mind as we're moving forward. We have two people on the jury now. We got Eric and Kelly. Eric, I feel like we have some sense of where he would vote for a winner. Kelly, I'm clueless on. Her vote could go literally anywhere at the final three we'll just have to wait and see it i mean yeah we will get more from kelly when she asks her question at, at the final tribal than we have the entire season which is wild for somebody who's made it this far yeah well thanks again for tuning into survivor analytics and catch us next week when we break down episode 10 of survivor samoa